Hello, everybody. This is Pearson with the Marketing is the Product podcast. I am here today with Brandon Rollins, who is also part of the Marketing is the Product podcast. But today I'm going to be interviewing Brandon about what he does and what led him to the formation of Pangea Marketing Agency and really the path that he's kind of been on for the last two years now, because it's a it's a pretty unique one. He's been working full time and on top of starting his own business. And, you know, with that being said, Brandon, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and give us a rundown of what you do at, both at Pangea and this chapter of your life that you're now kind of closing the door on? Sure. Goodness, where do I begin? Well, first, hey, everyone. <laughs> but Oh, goodness. Where to begin with the just the, the stuff that I've done over the last couple of years? So since about March of 2019, I have been juggling marketing consulting work and a full-time job um, simultaneously. So I work um, in IT at the local hospital remotely now because of coronavirus. And uh, I do this while running Pangea. And especially over the last year, this has been particularly tricky because we have had at any given time since 2020, no fewer than three clients. Yeah. So we, we're working. So right now, we, what we've got as an agency, we're juggling a fulfillment company based in New Jersey, a young adult fiction author, can't make this stuff up, and also a real estate company in Chattanooga. So kind of a motley crew of different things. Yeah. So, so Brandon, taking us back two years ago before the formation of Pangea, what were you doing? Right before I landed that first big client, I was actually working on board games. So I had, I had a game called Tasty Humans, which I was working on getting out. And that was later on Kickstarter in 2019. Um, and up to that point, that was primarily what I did for business activities. I worked full time and I also made board games on the side. And every once in a while, we'd, we'd have a Kickstarter campaign that would do okay. Um, it wasn't until the beginning of 19 that actually someone had reached out to me through the blog I was running about making board games on the side, <laughs> teaching others how to do it. Um, someone reached out to me through that. And that's actually how I landed the shipping company as their first client. So it wasn't necessarily the end goal to start your own business, but it was something that through the series of events that unfolded, kind of you found yourself in a position that it made sense to. Well, I always wanted to have a business, but I didn't necessarily see that being a marketing agency until it was, well, quite literally thrust upon me when I, the this guy who ran the shipping company, he flew me all the way up to New Jersey at his expense just to just so we could talk and, and decide, you know, what would be a smart marketing strategy for his company. Um, and after that, and after landing quite a bit of work from that, I was like, holy smokes, I have to create a whole new company around this simply because, well, for one, I got to file taxes, but for two, I mean, it, I've, there's a real market need here. So the fact that we created Pangea Marketing Agency, or the fact that that is something that we're running right now, um, that was, that's actually pretty recent. It wasn't formally a company until May. And I, I did not May of 2019. And I didn't start that year with the intent to create a marketing agency. 
And so you you were really just rolling with the punches, trying to trying to do your thing. You had always wanted to start a business, but the marketing agency itself wasn't necessarily at the forefront of your mind. So when you started on that process of starting your own business and juggling another full time job, what were some of the first things that went through your head? Like, were, what were you trying to do when you were getting this up and going? Were you focused on okay, I have to manage my time? Was were you focused more on getting the agency up and going and kind of pushing off your work a little bit on the other end? What was what was that process like? So one of the things that became really critical is once I had that big client, that was roughly twenty hours of work a week to manage every single week, and it was demanding work too. So I had to figure out how to how to slot that into my life along with along with a full-time job that still had me at that time physically going into the office. So the first thing I had to get really really clear about was time management. But then once it became clear that this was going to be a long-term client relationship and then that that there was in fact room to grow, I realized that at some point these roles were going to conflict and we would, well, at this point it was just me. I would need to eventually get the agency to a point where we could take on more clients and I could do that full time. And that's when the I became a we um, following a pretty traumatic incident, which um, you, we, you may cover uh, depending on how much of the old material you pull into this. Um, I actually had to hire some help, including you, all in a hurry in like July, August. And so that, that, you know, that's a perfect segue, Brandon, into kind of my next series of questions is there are a ton of challenges that you'll face when you're starting a small business. You've gone through them. We've talked to other people who have small businesses and kind of gotten to see firsthand some of the challenges that they've been faced with. But for you, what were, what was navigating those challenges like when trying to balance you know, getting this dream up and going off the ground and, and making the most of it. So the biggest one that came just completely out of left field is that my, at the time, fiance, now wife, um, in June of 2019, got a traumatic brain injury. You can't make this stuff up. She's okay now. Um, the only thing really that we're still working on is getting her to be able to drive independently of, of me, like on the highways and stuff. But at the time, it was really scary. It was, it was, I mean, it, it was really rough. She couldn't do much of anything. She couldn't walk unassisted. She was in the hospital for like five days. And all this is going on while it's just me running this business and also maintaining a full time job. So the whole time this is going on, I'm balancing like this caretaker role with also a full time job role and a, and a small business role. And the only way that's even doable is just, well, I, I asked for kind of a flexible work at home arrangement and I was able to have some family pitch in to, to help with um, certain caretaking aspects for a little while. But a lot of it came down to rigorous time management and a lot of patience when it came to just long days um, and short nights. <laughs> You know, I've, I've, I've watched you kind of go through this process, Brandon, as I've been on board with Pangea for, for approaching two years now. And I, I've kind of watched you and, and the company itself rather grow. But at, during that time where you were, you know, navigating both Pangea and your other job while also supporting your 
then fiance now wife were there any moments where you thought you know the risk of starting my own business right now does not outweigh the security that a full-time job which you already had brought after that dramatic accident it became really really clear to me that there were very good reasons to stay in a full-time job not the least of which because this ultimately knocked her out of work after a long enough period of time so our our household income just like completely completely cratered okay it was it was substantially impacted after that um it became really clear to me that when freakish stuff happens it's really, really important to be able to have enough money to pay your bills, to have health insurance, honestly, um, and just to be able to keep the lights on. And for me, there was this kind of disillusioning moment that I don't see talked about in a lot of business shows. A lot of business shows, what you'll see, you'll have entrepreneurs and they have they they have enough money to be able to comfortably say like i've got 12 18 24 months to figure out what i'm going to do and make this business work i don't think the vast majority of people have that so you have to balance the stability needed to keep your life in a reasonable amount of order with doing what is necessary to get a business to to take off um and the compromise comes at the expense of your energy and at the expense of how quickly you achieve your goals. So that was, I mean, you took the next question right out of my mouth, Brandon, and that was, you know, what those challenges were you faced with and they come at a cost and that cost for you was clearly time. And, you know, this was a long-term project. This wasn't something that you knew was going to happen overnight. This was something where you were like, I'm going to need to put in the hard work. This is going to take time. But you had a vision, which ultimately has now come full circle and you're now able to do this full time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I actually just put in my notice, a four weeks notice about a week ago, a little over a week ago now. And I've only got two and a half weeks of the full-time job left. I, I'm, I'm working real hard on documenting stuff. And now I will be able to do this full-time. So with that in mind, what were what was the moment where you felt, okay, like this is, I can now take this leap and I can go full-time with this because I, it, it make, not only makes the most sense, but it's, it's the right decision to take. I had planned on jumping out in April of this year one way or another. And I thought, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave. We're going to have a little less revenue than I would like for a little while, but we're going to make it up because I'll have 40 something extra hours in a week. And then we'll be able to get benefits in place and then get you full time. That was the idea, right? But if you want a moment that really stands out, frankly, and maybe you're fishing for compliments here, you landed a giant client for us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, <laughs> so that might that might have changed my calculus I, a little bit. You know, I, uh, I my initial reason for asking it wasn't that, but I I, I know I, I realized I, soon I, after I, I asked, it, I was like, oh shit, I know where that's gonna. No, go. no, no, no. But it, it's true. It's true. I mean, I I had already had the intent to leave, and I had a reasonably good playbook for how this was going to work out. And I thought, okay, it's going to take the rest of twenty one to really feel comfortable with this agency now. But when you landed a large client, that got us into real estate, diversified the industries we were working for, brought in another source of revenue without concentrating all of our revenue in one place. Um, and that was enough. 
to pay to get you to full-time, which was something I was going to need because I need more help than I had at the time. And it was enough to pay for benefits, which was another thing that was holding me um, to my existing job. And, and when that happened, um, pretty much as soon as we got a signature on that, I procrastinated for a week out of fear. And then I put in my notice. <laughs> so if you want to trace it to a single moment, it was landing that client. Uh, you landing that client. Now you being a little bit removed from turning in your notice now, what are your feelings about it? Did you feel like it was the right decision to make? Did you feel like a weight had been lifted from you, so to speak, when you when you finally said this is I'm you know, I'm closing the door on this this chapter and kind of starting down starting down a new path? I definitely feel like it was the right thing to do. And I'm looking forward to being able to have a reasonable work-life balance again to being able to, you know, spend time with my wife. And then when things start reopening again and the pandemic eases off a little more, go out into society and have a little bit of fun. I'm looking forward to that. I will say I'm getting a little sentimental about my soon-to-be former job because I realize that in a lot of ways, it's been very, very good to me. Um, I don't like to mix business with day work all that much. Um, in fact, I try to keep them as separate as much as, as humanly possible. Um, but even still being able to like just clock out consistently at a certain time, that's not a privilege you get with a lot of decent paying white collar jobs at this point. And uh, for one that's a perfectly good reason to be thankful, but also they're a pretty supportive bunch of folks there. Um, and I will be leaving behind a few friends, not that I'm moving to another town, but you get the idea. I won't work with them daily. Right now for those that might be in a similar spot as you were in and are still kind of in to some degree, what pieces of advice would you give to somebody who has an idea, whether that be a business model or a product or whatever that might look like for you. If you are in a position to start your own business, what would you say to that person? As soon as you get a serious indication that you can make living money off of a, off of a certain business model, hire the team you need. And that doesn't mean you have to go get experienced people. You don't, you don't have to do that. Just hire smart people and start getting them trained as early as you possibly can. And I know it costs money and I know it might even, it might even cause you to go from a profit to a break even or worse. But if you have a good team in place, um, you can scale quickly and you won't have to do this kind of year, year and a half, two year grinding that I've done. Maybe it will be reduced to like six to nine months because you've already got the infrastructure to scale. Now, you have to make sure, of course, that you you really do have a chance to make good money and that you really do have something that people need. But once you get clear indication of that, trust that you actually do have a chance to make a real thriving business out of what you're doing. So looking back, no regrets on the process, nothing you would do differently? There's not a whole lot of things I would do differently, to be honest. Um, I mean... Following some of my own advice, I probably would have hired more help sooner. Uh, but that's about it. 
<laughs> to be honest, everything that I've picked up, I had to, I would have had to have picked up the hard way anyway. <laughs> and maybe a lot of people can relate to that. No, I think a lot of people do relate a lot to that. And, you know, I think that a lot of people will, will hear this and will think, you know, whether they're in a similar spot as you were in or whether the, the thought of starting a business has been looming overhead for a while now, you know, people sometimes need that encouragement to take that leap of faith. And it's always reassuring when you hear somebody go through the sim, a, sam, a similar situation as you are in and able to say, you know what, they did it. Maybe I can do it too. Yeah. And I think it's also worth remembering that it is not a failure at all to keep a job while you're running a business. There is this kind of narrative that I'm seeing, frankly, and thankfully fade away, where if you didn't give your business your full attention, you were not, you you were just kind of playing entrepreneur instead of actually being that, or that you would reduce your chances of success. And maybe that's true. But I, I don't buy it. I mean, truth is very, very, very few people can just leave their job behind, especially when they're young, and just say, well, I'm going to take my chances at a 30 to 40% chance of success business. Most folks can't do that. So there's nothing wrong if you can manage it with um, with with working full time while getting a business started or even working part time doing some gig work while you're getting a business started. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about this and I I would say I wish you the best of luck, but I work with you. So it's in my best interest to wish you luck because it, it, it directly impacts me. <laughs> That's a total yeah, it's a it's a complete conflict of interest. Your salary being tied to my luck. <laughs> well, Brandon, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yeah.